Good morning, and you're tuning in to Morning Mixtape News. It is Friday, June 7th, and I'm your host, Sharanki Colleen Tharasa, reporting for CJRU 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. Federal government is to stop all advertisements on Facebook and Instagram. Justin Trudeau says conservatives are to blame for the ongoing talks regarding launching public inquiry into foreign interference. Twitter's new rival Threads obtains 5 million users in few hours of operation. Sushi Kiwani, known for its expensive pricing, is to open a location in Toronto. And then we'll hear Justina with her segment, Good News. So let's get into it. Federal government stopped all advertisements from Facebook and Instagram. According to CBC News, Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez said that this decision was made due to Facebook's, quote, unreasonable and irresponsible decision to block off Canadian news from the online news act. As a result of Meta's lack of cooperation, the federal government has decided to stop all of their advertising on Facebook and Instagram as an attempt to take action. Bloc Quebecois's Martin Champeau said that technology giants should see the Online News Act and Bill C-18 as a way to quote combat misinformation instead of being concerned about the profitability. Pablo Rodriguez said that he believes it is possible for a deal to be made with Google as their concerns could be addressed. However, he further continued to state that Meta is not in accordance with the Act and thinks that the Act is ignorant. Many media outlets such as Telecom and CBC Radio have decided to pull their advertisements from Meta along with the federal government, but the Liberal and NDP parties will still continue to advertise on this platform. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says he will not back out from the battle. The Conservative Party is not in accordance with the Online News Act and Bill C-18 as they see it as a way to limit what Canadians can view online. Moving on, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says Conservatives are to blame for the ongoing talks regarding launching public inquiry into foreign interference. Recently, with the talks of launching a public inquiry into foreign interference by China, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the Conservatives are finding fault in one another. When asked why the government had not yet set up an inquiry, Prime Minister Trudeau said the Conservatives were the ones to blame. He further went on to tell the Globe and Mail that the Conservative Party is refusing to participate in their process to move forward with the plan and said that they won't be able to move forward with the plan if they, quote, once again refuse to participate in or accept the process they put forward. However, Pierre Polyev, the leader of the Conservative Party, said that the Prime Minister's claims were, quote, unequivocally false and that his party was willing to accept his proposal. He further went on to add that the Conservative Party had been waiting to, quote, resume talks regarding the plan. According to the Globe and Mail, when NDP's House leader Peter Julien was asked about these tasks, he stated that the NDP had been calling for a full public inquiry since February and are still waiting to receive it. 
Justin Trudeau, who asked special reporter David Johnston to investigate Chinese government interference in the 2019 and 2021 election campaigns, had resigned last month and stated that the reason being was a highly partisan atmosphere. As for our third headline, Threads, Twitter's rival, had 5 million signups within the first four hours of operation, according to The Guardian. Due to many factors such as lengthier posts and celebrity endorsements, as well as Twitter being a quote, troubled platform, the new application Threads by Meta was very successful within the first few hours of its launch. Threads posts can be 500 characters long, whereas Twitter posts can only be 280, luring many individuals into the platform. Meta, the owner of Facebook and Instagram, launched this app 15 hours to 7 p.m. EDT, making it available on Apple and Google application stores to almost over 100 countries. However, it will not be available in the EU. Big brands such as the Billboard, HBO, and Netflix had their Threads account set up within a few minutes of after their launch. Many celebrities too, including Gordon Ramsay, Shakira, and Zayn Malik are on this platform. Thread users must have an Instagram account and can sync their followers with their followers on Instagram. Mark Zuckerberg, chief officer and executive of Facebook, stated his opinion of a need of a public conversation app with more than 1 billion people and continued to say that though Twitter has had the opportunity, they have not nailed it. He hopes that this would be accomplished with the launch of Threads. Representatives from Meta claim that this would provide a separate space for open communication and quote real-time updates and it would serve as an extension to Instagram where people can express their positive and creative ideas. Back to Toronto. Sushi Kiwani, known for its expensive pricing, is to open a location in the city. According to BlogTO, on July 4th, there was a signed application for the Clover on Young Street development of condos confirming the opening of the store. If the Toronto location is like the BC location, a $299 fee without a 48-hour notice can be expected. Well, that was it from me today, and now I'll leave you with Justina with her segment, Good News. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to this week's Good News segment. My name is Justina, and each week I'm going to be sharing a piece of uplifting news to add some positivity to your week. You've probably heard that the threat of waste pollutes the environment and impairs public health. Maybe you have seen the burning of garbage or mountains of trash in less developed nations who don't have access to a proper waste collection system. But have you heard what one country is doing to prevent all that from happening? According to the Good News Network, South Korea sets a new standard to manage the trash crisis. The government has banned burying organic waste in landfills since 2005. South Korea has perhaps the most sophisticated food waste disposal infrastructure that recycles food scraps into animal feed, fertilizer, and fuel for heating thousands of homes. This system keeps 90% of discarded foods out of landfills and incinerators. However, it has not always been like this. According to the New York Times, South Korea's culinary tradition includes small side dishes, sometimes more than a dozen that accompany most meals. For years, many of these small dishes were tossed in landfills, but the country's mountainous terrain limited how many landfills could be built and how far from residential areas they could be. 
Because stews are also a staple of South Korean cuisine, discarded foods had a higher water content, which meant a greater volume and worse stenches. To deal with the food waste, South Korea implemented universal curbside composting, which requires everyone to separate their food from general waste. Restauranters, for example, fill designated bins with fruit scraps that are left on the road for collectors who take 90% of all waste to specialized collection facilities. Once taken to the recycling facilities, the food is sorted for any non-waste food mixed in, drained of its moisture where some of it is used to produce fuel. Then the rest is dried and baked into a dry brown powder that smells like dirt, which is given away to farms as a feed supplement for chicken and ducks. This is just one way food scraps are processed. Some municipalities have even introduced automated food waste collectors in apartment complexes. Residents tap a card, place their scraps in the food waste disposal machine, which weighs the waste, then they pay the weight-based fee at the machine. The results of the system are remarkable. Of South Korea's annual food scraps, very few will ever end up in a landfill. The program costs South Korea about $600 million annually, but it has still motivated several states in the U.S. to implement similar policies. According to an article published by The Guardian, New York has already introduced its first universal curbside composting program in Queens. The Korean model illustrates that there are hopeful ways in reducing food waste to make neighborhoods and communities a safer and healthier place to live. Well, that's all the good news I have for today. I'm Justina reporting for CJRU 1280am in Toronto. With this, let's wrap up our news for this morning. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. I will be back next Friday with some more exciting news at Morning Mixtape, but until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It is CJRU 1280am in Toronto. I'm your Friday host, Sharanki Kalantarasa. Thank you for listening. <laughs>